This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday afternoon. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. So once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest of today. Well, what I can tell you is that a jolting near-death experience awoke author Rhonda Grant to the higher levels that life offers. From that moment on, she embarked on a quest to discover a more meaningful life. As she began to uncover the pathway, she realized she could help others to do the same. Rhonda Grant is an entrepreneur, founder, and business owner who is a natural coach to those she works with and people who have come to her seeking her guidance in business. Rhonda's strong business acumen coupled with people skills has developed her into a natural speaker. Based on the book, based on the book and anchored in energies that affect people's outcomes, she's able to recognize self-defeating practices that keep people from becoming their best self. With the massive shift in human consciousness, mindful practices can be transferred into better business practices following simple techniques. Hello, my friend Rhonda. How are you? Welcome to the show, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. How are you today? I'm perfect. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Lisa. Well, the thanks is all yours. I mean, I, you know, I can only read what you've produced and you've lived quite a yummy life to date. And I just want to say I would be remiss if I didn't publicly here give a shout out of gratitude on both our behalfs to John Park Wheeler, because had it not been for him, I would not be connected with you, and uh, I don't believe in coincidence. I totally believe in Vibe Attracting Tribe, and after us having had our initial conversation, I knew that our relationship was going to span even beyond radio. So I just want to say thank you for the gift of your time and for showing up to myself and to everyone else for exactly who you are, because you're beautiful. Thank you. And so are you, Lisa. Well, thank you, Rhonda. So let's just dive in. Everybody knows that this is unscripted. I think it's for an authentic conversation. You never know where it's going to go exactly. Um, but let's talk about your near-death experience. Let's break that down in terms of the details surrounding that and what the transformational piece was that awoken you. 
Okay, so being T-boned at 90 kilometers an hour really can, uh, it, it kick-started my transformation uh, to enlightenment. But uh, curiously, it provided me with a window to look back into my past and see that my life had already been orchestrated up until that time. Wow. I noticed that it was um, coded with synchronicities. Mm-hmm. and signs and symbols and intuition. And because of that, I started to pay, I was able to pay more attention to my present mm-hmm. and to my future because it was the first time that I realized that I had a skill set, which is referred to as special abilities. Um, some people have some of them and some people have a lot of them. But It really, after the accident, and I'd had many accidents before this, really odd sort of accidents. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, this, I I kind of feel that this accident actually aligned or realigned me uh, with my mission in life. Uh, The other ones were odd accidents, like driving on the 401. Uh, at a really fast speed, and a um, air brake uh, dislodging from a, a semi truck in front of me and bounced down the road at me. It did not come through my windshield, but it certainly stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. And I think that when the universe is trying to get you to pay attention to what your mission might be in life, I think that, uh, and that's one example, I've had a few accidents quite similar to that type of thing. But this T-bone stopped me in my tracks. And I actually felt being pulled up uh, out of the top of my head. And for moments, I felt like I didn't exist. Hmm. And then I, you know, when the soul knew that I was going to survive it, it, you know, came back in. Mm-hmm. So what happened after that, you know, after getting over the, you know, the bruises and the trauma, um, I had hit my head uh, in the crash, but there wasn't a mark on me, no broken bones, nothing cut, um, but I was transferred, I was transported to the hospital. So for two weeks after that, I laid low, I healed, and... Um, But then something interesting happened after that, Lisa. What's that? Well, I'd wake up early in the morning, um, three, four, five o'clock, and couldn't get back to sleep. So what I decided to do was go to my computer and start writing. And I wrote whatever was in my head. I didn't have anything scripted. And after a few weeks went by, I became quite, I just had a feeling that I was writing a book. Beautiful. And it wasn't my intention to do that. But what I did, and I think this is a big lesson, you know, for everyone, Mm -hmm. is that I obeyed um, that I had been, you know, woken up in the night and I actually did something with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when you obey the messages or your instinct and your intuition, wonderful things happened. And 
what happened was that uh, it was the birthing of magical forces within. And at the time, of course, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I was just following my instincts. And there were times during my writing that I was so present, so centered, that I felt like I became a conduit of information that needed to be in the book. And good thing I'm a fast typer because I could just keep up <laughs> with, with um, you know, some of the things that were coming at me. It didn't happen every morning. I'm not saying that I, I channeled a book. I certainly didn't channel a book, but uh, there's some very beautiful paragraphs that did. even the editors didn't even touch it. It was perfectly written. Well, I want a lot of uh, simultaneous thoughts are coming to me as you speak because this is okay. such this is such an amazing story, and you know as you and I have talked about behind the scenes in preparation for this show, Rhonda, you know that like you, I too do not believe in coincidences. I'm very much aligned synergistically with the universe, and I'm always open and receptive to what the universe has to put in my path or in my wake as it speaks to signs and symbols. And so you said something that I thought was profound, uh, which I want to kind of delve into a little bit more for the benefit of the listening audience and for the podcast subscribers. And what you were really referring to, it's like that old adage, and I don't know who coined it, uh, who quoted it, who came up with it. But it's like, you know, the same lesson or the, the, the same pattern of whatever will repetitious, repetitiously be put in your path until you finally wake up and respond and align with the message, right? Um, And so after you having mentioned that you'd had a series of accidents, right? I mean, this last accident that you had had, which birthed this epiphany, hence birthing the book itself, uh, and what this has transformed and, and evolved into for you, both personally, spiritually, emotionally, and professionally, um, you know, no coincidence that you had had a succession of accidents and yet there was something more specifically telling for what the universe wanted you to garner and finally heed the call with why this accident yet happened again and yet this was the wake-up call right so a lot of what we talk about here on the show as it pertains to living fearlessly um any opportunity between my guests and i that we can spare people the unnecessary or the prolonged journey of being stuck in a situation of pain or travesty or unfortunate things, unforeseen accidents, things like that, that play out in their lives. If you, as a listener here, as the podcast subscriber, if you can really take note of what it is that Rhonda is saying, right? Because some people, the the same types of situations or scenarios or people coming into your life who might not have good intentions where you are concerned, right? Until we learn the lesson, we embrace the lesson, apply the lesson, nothing changes. Things will continue to happen to us for the very reason we need to awaken. We need to understand the cause and effect. We need to understand what the bigger purpose life lesson message is here. And thankfully you got that because a lot of people never get that from the time they're born to the time they die. Yes, unfortunately, yes. But one of the things that, uh, and you've heard this too, 
Lisa, is -hmm. people will say, why is this always happening to me? Yes. Why am I always attracting the same person? Yes. Why am I always um, people treating me not as good as they should be treating me? Like, why is this? Mm -hmm. Well, until you recognize yourself and your role and hopefully your remedy, these people are always going to come into your life. I mean, we always think that lessons that we're going to learn in life is going to come from that grade school teacher, you know, with the bun in her hair, kind, (laughs) gentle, really gentle and kind and, you know, forgiving. But that's not life. And life has a way of subtly giving you a nudge. And then if you don't pay attention you're going to get something that's going to knock you off your feet. Yes, absolutely. I find that, and and women will do this too, because we always want to make peace. And, you know, is sometimes we'll ignore that intuition. We'll Mm -hmm. ignore that, you know, when you meet somebody and you have that initial um, feeling, it's not even a feeling, it's in your body. And actually Mm -hmm. it's in your gut. Mm Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, no, that, that, that can't be true. This person, look at how nice they are. They're so nice. And you end up having a relationship. And you have all these other um, sort of red flags that come up. But you kind of smother them down. Mm-hmm. And it's not until you have a big argument, there's a big, um, big behaviors going on, and you have to close that door again. But because you haven't learned the lesson, the universe says, okay, but you haven't really learned the lesson. Here's somebody else. Let's see if you can learn it quicker. Yes. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and say, why is this always happening to me? Mm-hmm. It's because you're, you're the message, that the, the teaching is pay attention to your body. Pay attention to your heart, your gut. And those whispers of intuition that's going to save you from another bad relationship, another bad job bad husband whatever it is right absolutely absolutely and what you've said there is key there Rhonda again for the benefit of imparting a really bigger profound message uh, to the listeners and to the podcast subscribers you know what you put your attention on grows stronger right And, and so if if you awaken to the fact that everything that presents itself to you call it opportunity call it person call it place call it thing call it whatever it's it's all energy mirroring itself back to you and so you're very right to say because i too take heed of this and my my you know whether people refer to it as gut instinct intuition universal signs symbols uh inner voice however you wish to describe it characterize it it's all indicative of the same thing right more often than not, you hear people when they've seen a succession of, of, of similarities, similar type experiences. And again, drawing back to the fact of what you said, why is this always happening to me? Well, if you fail to recognize the pattern, if you fail to ask yourself the intuitive sound uh, questions, then yes, these things are going to be repetitiously thrown in your path. They're going to be thrown in your face until such time you do awaken to the fact there is a deeper reasoning for why this is happening. It's not that the universe is trying to, you know, target you 
because you've done something karmically bad in the past necessarily. No. It, it, it's really no. like, you know, tap into your worth. Understand, and because this goes back to each person's relationship with self. And so the more you validate yourself, the more you respect yourself, the more you love yourself, the more you trust yourself, the more you believe in your decisions and you don't need to have things substantiated by other people, whether they understand the, the whole languaging of spidey senses or gut feeling or inner voice or not, it's irrelevant. You, we are each with ourselves 24-7. So we are the ones who are responsible for making heads or tails of how we feel, why we respond the ways in which we do, the types of people we attract into our lives. And so if there's something unsettling or there seems to be a domino uh, effect of the same situations or occurrences or outcomes transpiring in each one of our lives, then the, the due diligence rests with us to go deep within not write it off as a coincidence, not, you know, subscribe to victimology and go, oh, everyone's got it in for me. No, you got to do the inner work and you've got to evaluate what part of you still is unhealed. What part of you is still unloved? What part of you is still underappreciated? So as to hone all of that, and then you transmit a different energy and then people respond accordingly that's when the good people show up that's when the well-intentioned people show up that's when the synergistic opportunities show up and that's where you can then go okay i'm committed to doing the work and by doing the work the right results show up there's no coincidence to this at all no <clears throat> There, there may not be, and I find that uh, one of the things, too, that people don't realize is that you need to have boundaries in place, mm -hmm. and you don't have to be friends with people because they want to be your friend. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't have to, and one of the things that uh, you need to do if, if you say, why is this happening to me, is to protect yourself from it. Mm -hmm. Don't fall into the trap again. Start journaling. It is a big eye-opener to start journaling your life and, and, and these relationships that you're having. Mm -hmm. um, not only the, the, the ones that uh, aren't very supportive, but uh, the good ones too, because that provides you the window uh, to, what to what to look for, what to look for in life. Absolutely. Well, and, and this is why it's important, right? Like, you know, I think it's just as important to have successes in your life as it is failures. Because if, if there's no contrast, right? It's like people who seemingly have it easy in life, and there's a small, there's a small demographic or uh, portion of people that do, right? They haven't necessarily endured or encountered heartache. You know, maybe they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I mean, I'm talking a very marginal portion of society. Mm -hmm. But if you can't contrast the difference between, you know, what it's like to have nothing or to feel like nothing or to feel invisible or to feel alienated or to have yeah. a succession of, of life events that have transpired for you where, you know, you ultimately don't feel good. And it's like, okay, that that's the incentive. That's the motivator to go, okay, what do I need to do? Who do I need to know? What do I need to, to pay attention to internally? Because everything is an inside job first and foremost, right? You get yourself sort it out and then it becomes congruent with what you want showing up in your life 
And so again, what you put your attention on grows stronger. So if you want to change the narrative in your life, then you have to be prepared to ask the fundamental key questions and you have to take ownership for your feelings. You have to take ownership uh, for all the things that are going to set you on the trajectory of where you say you want to go in life, who you want to take along for the ride, who you want in your inner circle, who you want in your bed, who you want at the dinner table, right? Mm-hmm. Who, you, yeah. who, you, who you want <clears throat> at the office, right? So yes, it does come down to accountability. It does come down to ownership and it does come down to uh, being intuitively plugged into yourself first and foremost. First and foremost, and I find the most effective way to plug into yourself is to start a ritual, mm-hmm. um, a morning ritual. And I know, you know, there's people that are raising children and they don't have five minutes to themselves. But if you set the, your alarm clock or just five minutes ahead of time and just meditate, mm-hmm. just think about what, um, what is good for you and set your intentions for the day. Um, and then get out of your own way. Uh, don't put conditions around those intentions. Just put it out to the universe and, um, and do your meditation. And you're going to find that when you meditate, you're going to see more. Mm-hmm. You're going to see more uh, types of personalities and people. You're going to see motivations in others. You're going to see motivations in yourself. Mm-hmm. And... It's really an, uh, a window into yourself when you start to meditate. And a practice every morning, if, you're, you know, if your kids are older and you get that 10 minutes or 15 minutes, have a notebook uh, beside you so that you may write down all of the information that you'll get in a meditation that will help you on your journey. I mean, that's one of the skills and with the whole shift in consciousness that we have today, Mm -hmm. it's uh, fundamental uh, that this is one of your practices. And uh, it doesn't matter. People say, well, you do it in the morning and at night and you should do it for 20 minutes. Listen, do it whenever you get a chance. Do it for five minutes. Do it today and don't do it tomorrow, but just start Mm -hmm. with some meditation practice. Beautiful. Well, let me ask you this then, Rhonda. So as a result of that accident and what that, what that transformed for you in terms of the epiphany, the download, the, the universal gifting and the blessing of lesson learned and how more than to become more consciously awakened in your own life and how to become more uh, purpose driven and doing so and being so deliberately and intentionally every single day. So let's talk about the contrast of the timing of the accident, the book having been birthed, and where you are today. What, what universally has unfolded for you as a result of this? And, and what more additional epiphanies or uh, clarities are you getting as a result of this and staying committed to the path that you're now on, that you've always been intended to live? Okay, that's a lot of questions. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna attempt this. Um, so uh, from the time uh, of the accident until the book, um, we're looking at about uh, four years. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because I did take a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. I wrote the initial part of the book, took a sabbatical, 
And, um, but during that time I wrote, but I wasn't as committed because of different things in my life. And, and that's, that's what happens. Um, especially, uh, when you're busy, uh, mm-hmm. with, with companies and things like that. Um, so I really felt at one point, and it was that when I started, uh, the part two and part three is that I was actually, um, becoming the ambassador of the content that I was writing. And I, I knew and had a clear vision that, uh, that this book needed to be published and it, uh, it was taken wings and it had a journey and I just let it happen. Beautiful. Not let it happen, but I mean, I was, you know, I made sure that it happened. Mm-hmm. And so, so, and so go ahead. So I was just going to say, you know, the name of the book is Magical Forces Within, and that wasn't the beginning, that wasn't the initial uh, name of the book. Mm -hmm. Um, When it started the editing process, uh, it changed, it became stronger, Uh, it just seemed to have a a new personality, and uh, so uh, I ended up reaching out to Michelle Joyce, who had uh, helped me start uh, with my initial stories of the book Mm -hmm. and one morning within six minutes and five or six lightning emails back and forth we changed the name of the book and it just fit so perfectly but the people that were in my I had a small set of people that were in my test market and there was revolt Um, no absolutely not it had to remain the same name Really? And, uh, yes, but well, because they didn't realize that uh, it had sort of taken on its own personality, mm-hmm. and um, and so, uh, but I stuck with my decisions um, because I knew uh, I just um, had an ability to know that this was uh, beyond me as well. Mm-hmm. It was taking its own. It was taking its own journey. And another thing that was interesting that happened is when I was getting it ready for the uh, editing process, uh, my daughter was home between her schooling and starting her job. She was immigrating to the States. And uh, she, her and I, it was almost like it was meant, uh, meant to be or there was something in the cosmic realm that, uh, uh, that put us two together that uh, we spent some time on the book. And I'm not talking about sitting you know, in the living room over tea discussing the book. I'm talking about grueling eight mm. hours a day, more research and and refining it uh, together. And that was uh, an incredible part of it. Beautiful. And then all of the synchronous, yeah, and then all the synchronicities that happened after that. I could have never imagined that I would be on uh, a talk show with Lisa McDonald. <laughs> The sensational Lisa McDonald because of Too a connection. Kind. Well, because thank you, but it, you deserve it. It because of a connection with our our friend John Park Wheeler. Yes. And and uh, when I listened to the interview that you had with John Park Wheeler, and he had said how his music had changed and what he was doing, and he was being commissioned um, to create music for podcasts and different things the light bulb went off in my head because I, I have a couple of meditations in my book that um, 
I had thought would needed music to them because I'm also doing an audio book, as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent John Park Wheeler an, an email right away and asked him <laughs> if he'd be interested. And he's probably creating it right now, um, the, the music for the two meditations in my book. And so isn't that incredible that uh, that, that connection happens? So there's a lot of um, grace, I would, I would call it, Lisa, yes. uh, that's happened uh, for this book that uh, it just can't be denied. And I'm not sure where I am in answering the list of questions that you had, but... No, that's, you know what, it's the spirit of what you're saying, and it's the fact that you're underscoring everything that I think this show is predicated on what your book is predicated on you know when you're when you're willing and receptive to wake up to the le- the lesson the bigger intended purpose how you can actually make your life meaningful recognizing that it's a miracle to even be born and so people who squander oh, yes. opportunity uh, people who can't see beyond two feet in front of them or they they're not willing to relinquish the indoctrinated uh, scripting for conditional thinking and, and paradigm stuck and not embracing their their brilliance. Um, and not recognizing that there's more to life outside of what you can touch or feel or smell. I mean, a lot of it's the intangible stuff. And so that's when we talk about things like in- intuition and honoring one's um, calling and and being receptive. Yes. You know, like a lot of people, I think, need a crystal ball. They need they need predictions or they need definitives in which to know how to navigate their lives, not understanding the synchronicities of what can't necessarily be seen or what has yet to unfold as a result of your believing and stepping into your preferred state of existence, bringing you one step closer energetically and intangibly to living the most possible yummiest version of your life ever. And so when you were describing, absolutely. So when you were describing, you know, the connection as a result of your book and what you wrote about in your book and the connection with John and what John does with music and John having been on my show and now you're on my show and John having seen the connection, kindred spirit, soul between you and me and here you are. I mean, this is what we're talking about to the listeners and to the podcast subscribers. There's no coincidence when you are open, when you are receptive to stepping into your greatness and to embracing that there is higher purpose meaning. And I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. So I'm not trying to. Yes. Right. But I'm talking. Yes. So when we talk about synchronicities and we talk about the yumminess that's there for the taking, for the having, for the embracing, um, you know, and it's not it's not just there for a certain sector of people. It's for whoever believes in it. It's for whoever is hungry for it. It's for whoever is jazzed uh, and wanting to live their life in a more profound way, which isn't just to enrich your own personal life. It's the gift of what you've tapped into that puts you in a platform or an arena or, um, or just energetically the sphere of being able to pay it forward and to be of service to other people. Because we're all operating at different levels of self-awareness. We all have a different infrastructure of support. We've all had different life experiences. We have different DNA. Some people are awake. Some people are not. Some are semi. Some are on the fence. Some are 
whatever the case may be. Um, but, you know, for, for the people like Rhonda, who I'm interviewing today, for the people like John, who I've interviewed, for the many people that I know in my life and who I've like regularly for six years interviewed every week on this show, there's no coincidence to these people accelerating in their growth, their momentum, and their altruistic ways for which they just tap into the energy of others the and the energy of the universe that positions them um, to be the so-called experts or the leaders or the servant leaders or the thought leaders or the musicians or the poets or the whatever right it, it just mm -hmm. doesn't it doesn't just happen to a select few you have to be receptive yeah. to it mm -hmm. so that, so true and I just want to say, I, I absolutely love the title of your book, and I'm glad that you held true to honoring your intuition by not, uh, as many people do, right? Because it's easy to get talked into things as much as we can get talked out of things, but you held true right. in following your intuition, and I think it's such a beautiful title. Thank you. And, and I really, when I recognized that it was actu an actual calling, um, I made sure uh, that I was doing the best job for that. And uh, lots of people have lots of different ideas uh, based on their what they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it, it was at the point, uh, and after the car crash, it, it happened to me, is that I, I knew when something was correct and what was right and what, what the journey was going to be. And I didn't know... Um, of course, of how much it was going to be graced, but I did know when I changed the name of the book that it was so right mm. and beautiful. Like yeah. And so, what what do you believe for those who? And I, I'll give you an opportunity in a moment here, Rhonda, to let it be known how people can purchase your book or what's coming up that's affiliated with your book. And I know because of COVID, you know, people aren't doing the the normal book signings and in actual bookstores right. and things of that nature. Um, but what do you believe for anybody who elects to buy your book, read your book, um, and really be open and receptive to the messaging within your book? What do you think it stands to do to transfix other people's lives or to transmute their energies or their journeys or their ascension? What I'm hearing from my early readers, Lisa, yeah is that when they receive the book is uh, they, ca they can't put it down mm. is they, they read it until late at night. They get up early in the morning and read it. And that was one of my um, mandates uh, when I was writing the book is it to give the goods mm. to, to give the goods to the, to the reader and to, to send a meditation home to them so that they could look into their lives and see if they had similar, similar situations that they could relate to. And, um, and, I, and I find that with this book, a lot of people can see themselves in the stories. Mm -hmm. And because they can relate to them, um, they, they're enjoying the book. So that's my early readers that, uh, that have reported that back to me. Fantastic. And so where can people purchase and get a copy of the book? Uh, uh, Magical Forces Within is mm -hmm. available on Amazon.com. It is available worldwide at all the bricks and mortars. And it's also available um, 
on ebook, uh, Google Play, Kobo, um, anywhere you can buy a, a book or an ebook, it is available. My book is available. It's also avail- available at Friesen Press. Mm-hmm. And I expect to have my audio uh, to be out in the new year, 2021. Beautiful. And no coincidence, I've dealt with Friesen Press as well with my books. Oh, wonderful. One of them, actually. Uh, yeah, my last children's book. So you and I, we didn't, we never actually discussed that beforehand. But no. yeah, yet another synergy between your journey, my journey, and it intersecting. Beautiful. Yes. And uh, it had, a, and my book had a wonderful publishing journey. I had a wonderful team to work with. And uh, they moved it right along. Uh, they kept up with my pace, which is really wonderful for me. I did want this book had to be published in 2020 and there was no other way around it. And here we are. It's published. Here we are. Well, and that's all part of manifestation, right? Like that's, uh, I mean, clearly for what, and not just with the book and not just with the journey of the book and the inception of the journey of the book. Um, but I mean, you've got a lot of transferable skills as a veteran seasoned entrepreneur, business owner, savvy businesswoman. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter if it falls into a vastly different domain of that being what business was for you, what it might still currently be, and then what you've morphed into with the book. It's all about energy, right? You've shown up. It is. You've shown up as yourself completely, 100% with everything that you've been impassioned by, you've been purpose-driven by, which is why you were and continue to be the successful businesswoman you are. That's why you're Thank an innovator, you. right? Because entrepreneur, it's all about innovation. It's about creativity. It's, it's about it birthing ideas, birthing projects, birthing services, birthing everything. And that comes from a concept. And a lot of people have all kinds of ideas swirling around in their minds, but they lack the confidence or the belief in which to take it to reality or take it to market or take it to a bookstore or take it to a client base or to take it to an office or take it over the phone or whatever. Um, so the fact that you have this long, long-standing successful career, I mean, there's a lot of transferable skills And I'm talking more about the soft skills. I'm talking about the application, right? Because if you believe in what you cultivated on the other end of your business career, and then having brought that and that transcending in the journey of your book, and then you having even more so attunement with the universe and and real clarity on, okay, that was all stepping stones. Because everything in our lives, and we don't grasp this until hindsight 2020, where we can, re- we can look back in, in retrospect and go, that might not have made sense. That hurdle, that mistake, that lesson not learned at that particular juncture in my life, that didn't make sense to me when I was in the throes of it and it made me feel agitated or it made me feel confused or it made me succumb to self-doubt or lack of action or whatever the case may be. But if it hadn't been for those experiences, who's to say that where you are now would be as gloriously yummy as what it has unfolded for you? That's, that's Oh, it the, never would have been. That's the beauty of life, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it was. And what I grappled with uh, when, the, when it came up to the point, the time that the book was going to be published, is having the bravery um, to kickstart it uh, with my 
you know, my own group that I have on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and all of that is because you're bearing your soul. Yes, you are. This is, this is me. And yep. um, so with my businesses, I mean, people really don't know people. You know them in the context of what your relationship is with them. Mm-hmm. So if you're, um, you know, if I'm designing a kitchen with a kitchen person for my building company, um, I don't know that lady and she doesn't know me. And uh, so, but I have many people that I work with. And here I am with a book that tells all about me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And you, you've said something there that I want to further extrapolate upon because to achieve greatness or to feel like you're totally integral or in alignment with your purpose or what you're meant here to do, uh, also for the benefit of other people and bringing them along for the ride and, and helping to awaken them and being instrumental in their journey, uh, that requires vulnerability. That mm-hmm. requires absolutely putting yourself out there. And I want to, as cliche as it is, I want to reinforce and underscore once again, given that this is what we're currently talking about, vulnerability is a strength. It is not a weakness. And the more vulnerable and revealing you are about the good, bad, indifferent, the different flavors of your personality, uh, you know, the things that have happened in your life that have morphed you into becoming who you in fact are and how you then show up to the rest of the world. And that being, that's a choice. That's what makes you relatable, right? People want to know, okay, this, this woman, you know, as we all are as human beings, we're fraught with insecurities We're we, you know, we, we grapple with uh, trepidation. It's not that we don't feel fear. It's doing what we want to do. We feel compelled to do. We feel a calling to do in spite of the fact that we feel fear, right? And, and that's how we step into our bravery. That's how we become courageous. And for you having done that with your book and putting yourself out there in the sphere of people who wouldn't otherwise know other aspects, intimate aspects of who you are, Rhonda. Yes. Um, you know, you're the walking, talking, breathing example that you're directly, indirectly giving other people permission in which to do the same because people look at you in awe and admiration and it also reinforces to them, well, if Rhonda can do it, I can do it too. And it may not be anything to, right? And it may not have Mm -hmm. anything to do in the domain of writing or birthing a book, but something that they perhaps were sitting on the fence with because they were succumbed to feeling immobilized by fear, they were not taking any action. They were staying stuck on the fence of indecision or stagnancy. However, those people who are tuning into the show, listening to you and what you've been graciously imparting to the rest of us, that's inspirational. That's, yes. that's paying it forward. That's being of service. That's giving people license and permission to go fly, go soar. It's beautiful. It sure is. Thank you. It, it sure is. And I, I really hope that that message uh, is coming across loud and clear. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. So... You know, what does living, I mean, we know that you've already exhibited and demonstrated living fearlessly, but what does living fearlessly mean for you? Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking me that because I have have thought about that. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, the biggest thing, I mean, we we look for outside uh, for people for um motivation or acceptance or any of those things but I think that it's uh living fearlessly fearlessly to me 
means that you're showing up for yourself. Mm, yes. And you're, make, you're making yourself accountable to your journey mm-hmm. or to your mission. And even if you don't know what that was, just like me, just follow your instincts. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to climb that mountain today, right, Lisa? That's right. You, you just have to take one step at a time. And if you have a thought that's been lingering around, you want to paint, bake a cake, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. um, just find the, ju- just find it in yourself to make that small step that day. Write a book, write poets, or write poetry, uh, write a song anything but pay attention to your gut instinct the whispers of intuition and forget about trying to get other people's approval for what you're doing this is your life I mean for goodness sakes it's your life absolutely so make the decisions for your life and I think that that is what living living fearlessly is all about is committing to yourself beautiful Beautiful. Well, and the alternative to that, unfortunately, and too many people have paid the price, but it all being, you know, at the mercy of their own decision making, it's people become consumed with grats, right? I mean, yes. we, we know how quickly time passes, right? And not all opportunities are going to present themselves over and over again. Life lessons will until we wake up. But actual opportunities sometimes only ever come once in a lifetime. And so if you are committed to the narrative of, oh, I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving, you know, what do I have to bring to the world? What makes me so uniquely special that this opportunity should be gifted or afforded to me? You know, and then next thing you know, you're talking yourself out of you're talking yourself out of living the best possible life experiences that that is being made available to you and so when people choose to succumb to fear when people choose to become a bystander as opposed to a part active active participant in their lives these are the people that die with regrets yes these are these are the people who are on their deathbed saying if i am if i were to impart one thing to anybody else to do differently for what i didn't do do what you feel a calling to do. Go do more. Live more. Live purposely. Live intentionally. Enjoy your life. Love life. You know, write that book. Write that musical piece. Draw that painting. You know, go get married. You know, go take that trip to wherever. Don't play small. Right? Oftentimes, the people who are on their deathbed, they're imparting that type of message. Because if they had to do it all over again, they would do things much differently. And unfortunately, people squander their lives, the gift of life, the miracle of life. And then when it's too late to do anything differently or to undo anything or reverse course, well, sorry, the gift of your life is now gone. You know, like you're going off to whatever's on the other side. Um, And maybe you get incarnated back here to learn that lesson and then you play it out differently with a whole different set of actors or characters. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it is. It is. And that's, that's a result of not learning the lesson, right? That's, that's, and so there's some people who go their whole life 
and the same kind of repetitious patterns present themselves, but because they fail to recognize that there's something they actually need to take heed of, something they need to take stock of, something they need to take inventory on, and something perhaps they need to do vastly different than what they've ever done before, that's my belief. You are going to come back to the next lifetime and you're going to have to relive and hopefully relearn those karmic lessons. Mm -hmm. That's my belief. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 I, and I think that people who, uh, you know, subscribe to reincarnation, which why wouldn't we? Right. Uh, it'd be kind of a, it wouldn't be a great trick if we just had one time around to get it right, mm -hmm. you know? We need a few more uh, lifetimes and maybe a few hundred lifetimes to get it right. Um, but sometimes um, we're not strong enough in, in a lifetime uh, to uh, learn the lessons, even when they come back to us over and over again. Right. And, um, and, and so I think the lessons that we've talked about during this episode is that um, if you pay attention to them, that you might become strong enough so that you don't live out a Groundhog Day, basically, right? <laughs> the, the movie, <laughs> you know, just, right. you know, just watch that movie and, and put yourself into that life. And, and maybe that's what you're doing. Well, I, 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 I couple that with the Truman Show movie, right? Because oh, if, yes. you, if, if your life is going to be on display for whomever you put yourself out there to be on display with, learn the lesson so it's a good movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. But not only that with the Truman Show is that um, if, you, if you take that analogy, it's kind of like the allegory of the cave, mm -hmm. is that uh, Truman was very happy in his life. He didn't see that there was anything wrong with it until he pierced the veil. Mm -hmm. And the veil happened to be the, uh, uh, the movie cameras and the, yes. and the, and the set. Um, but if you think of yourself in that same situation and you pierce the veil, yes. the, ve the piercing the veil is, um, is enlightenment. And waking and the waking up and there's many different levels of waking up, but just wake up a little bit. <laughs> yes. Well, it's like one of my favorite um, adages, you know, who are you when no one's looking? Who are you when no one's watching? Because if you're not the same person, right? Like you should be, your messaging should be as succinct and as transparent and as congruent to my way of thinking and my humble opinion, whether anybody is bearing witness. So let's say, for example, you know, like you're helping somebody cross the street, an elderly person, or you're volunteering your time at some type of social service agency, or you're putting money into a UNICEF box, or you're, you're preparing a meal for the homeless at the shelter, whatever the case may be, if that's who you're inclined to want to be privately behind the scenes, then that should be no you show up and personify yourself as either a public figure or somebody who's willing to put themselves out there to the masses to get their message out there. That should be one and the same. You know, when I yes. hear people say, oh, well, I'm different at home than I am with my colleagues, then I think, uh-oh, red flag. Yeah, well, why red are you? Red flag. <laughs> well, yeah. You because if, it's all value-based. So if you're an honest person, if you're a sincere person, if you're a compassionate person, if you're an empathic person, if you're a kind giver, if you're a contributor, I'd like to think you're all those things privately 
in your kitchen in your kitchen at the table with your family no differently than if you're mingling with your colleagues around the water cooler it should you should be the same person yes and if you're not why aren't you exactly exactly mm -hmm. so knowing that we're we're nearing down here uh and having to soon wrap up, I would like to give you an opportunity once again, Rhonda, where can people personally reach out to you and where also can they find your book? Okay, so uh, people may uh, reach out to me at uh, ma magicalforceswithin.com. That's my website. Mm -hmm. They may email me at uh, Rhonda with an H, uh, Rhonda Grant author at gmail.com. And I'm also on Facebook, uh, mm -hmm. Rhonda Grant author, on Instagram, the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and that's, that's, any of those will get me. <laughs> okay, fantastic. And so if there was, I mean, because we covered a lot of ground, and I think everything yes. that we talked about was uh, equally instrumental. I think it was equally profound uh, and beneficial for the listening audience and the podcast subscribers, and for myself personally as the host of this show. So I'm, I'm very grateful Thank to you. you for what you've imparted here. But if there was one precise takeaway that you would hope that the listening audience would garner above all else that was expressed here today. And maybe it's not already been said, but in your opportunity to snap, get a snapshot for everybody else, what, what would that be for other people? If they, could, if they could take only one thing that you're trying to impart as the most important message here within this interview, what would that mm -hmm. be? I would say that the most important thing is to stop the chatter in your head mm, yeah. and stop listening with your head mm. and stop and being reactive and, and start uh, paying attention to your heart. Your heart is uh, the most uh, important organ in your body, uh, mm -hmm. can live outside of your body. And if you start feeling uh, the love and the kindness in your heart, Mm -hmm. and set your intentions, let go of your outcomes, and allow the universe um, to take your hand and to guide you uh, in your mission. And, and I agree with you, Lisa. It doesn't matter if you're saying hello to um, and being kind uh, to the person uh, at the grocery store or if you're being kind to your child at home. It's the mm -hmm. same. We're all connected. It's the same people. Yes. That we're taught, you know, and so I think that uh, when you center yourself in your heart, like I'm doing now, and uh, you're breathing into your heart and breathing that love into your heart, take that gift out to the world and give it away. Beautiful. However you want to do it, through a painting, a book, music, poetry, just being yourself and uh, treating people kindly and uh, with respect. Beautiful. Well, and the last thing I will say to you before I close out the show here, Rhonda, is, you know, if you want to accelerate the yumminess in your life, it's one thing because I think people are more inherently inclined. I think we're innately, we're very giving people. But in, in, in terms of truly embracing abundance and truly being uh, able to reach more people than possible. It's not just fundamentally important to be a good giver. You have to also in turn be a good receiver. Mm 
Yes. Right. That's oh, the yes. that's the synergistic formula for keeping yourself in the flow and being in the true flow of life. Right. Oftentimes people are wobbly with that whole ratio. People are either more takers than they are givers. And then other life lessons show up for them that they karmically have to, you know, get acquainted with. Or alternatively, they're more givers uh, and they're good givers or great givers, uh, but they struggle with being good receivers. Once you get that whole equal give, equal take formula down pat then just watch how your life takes off. Morphs, mock speed. It's true. Wonderful. Yes, it is. It's fantastic. Great analogy. So I just want to say, Rhonda, thank you for the gift of your time. I've thoroughly enjoyed, appreciated uh, this interview. I've gotten personally and professionally a lot of value out of listening to you. Um, And I can't wait to read your book. And you're always welcome to come back on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald because for your type of fierce tenacity for growth and development and epiphanies and leadership and all those things, there's going to be more things coming down the pike for what you would want to share and impart to the listening global audience. So always have a standing invitation to come back on my show. I want to thank you uh, from the center of my heart for everything that you're doing that's uplifting other people in their lives and enriching their journeys and expanding their consciousness. I think you're a beautiful human being. And to the listening audience, I want to thank you as well once again for the gift of your time for tuning in to myself and Rhonda Grant of this Friday. I highly encourage you to take notes, uh, pause this, play it back, reach out to Rhonda, go buy her book. Your future self will definitely thank you. And uh, I'll be back here again next Friday with another phenomenal guest. I'm very exceptionally clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay uplifted, my fearless friends. All my best, love, and gratitude. Take care. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero. Be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>